Hey guys, welcome to Rediscover You. I'm your host, M. Swain. And if you landed here today, it is 111% not an accident. It means you're ready to fall back in love with life and rediscover you. This juicy little podcast is here to tell you about my authentic story of how I awakened and to give you the full spectrum of a journey to self-rediscovery. My heart's desire is to give you access to the rather wild journey life has taken me on. Plus, to give you insights into all the tools, processing, and the holistic approach to healing I have discovered, which I know will help you begin to fall madly in love with life too. So, let's get started. If you follow along with my journey or know me at all, you will know very well that I have spiritual signs. I have many spiritual sounds nowadays, but they guide me constantly towards aligning me into a flow and staying in alignment with my purpose. I call signs the language of energy or the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it. It's a full language and the one that our conscious minds have to really not only awaken to, but then learn, understand, and surrender to. Spiritual signs are the most manifest way God, the universe, our angels, our guides, the spiritual realm can really communicate to us here on earth. Since I was a child, I've been extremely clairvoyant. And I have sensed, heard, seen, dreamed, and even smelled my way into some incredible spiritual moments. But growing up over the years of moving, TV, social pressures, drinking, drugs, you name it, I began to lose my spiritual connection. I closed my eyes. I started to live in fear and conditioned beliefs. However, As I began my healing journey a couple years ago, so my spiritual sight began to come back. In today's podcast, I want to really open with you about my journal piece that I wrote when I first began to get my spiritual senses back. I literally came to my senses. Since then, I have rediscovered the language of energy in crazy ways. I could honestly speak for hours about the divine guidance of my life and how I am carried and guided and placed around the globe to bring about healing for myself and others nowadays. But I want to tell you guys how it first happened. I want to give you the step-by-steps I took because healing is truly magical and so is life and all we need to do is awaken to it. So here we go throw back to me a couple years ago. (laughs) Oh boy, healing is such a wild ride. I suppose the past several months, my healing has been based on learning my unconscious mind, becoming self-aware, learning to balance my energies, and rediscovering myself in a more self-aware and conscious level. So as a tip, guys, that's the beginning stages. And that was revolutionary because I now know my unconscious mental scripts and I've been able to rewrite what I truly want to believe in my life. 
I have realigned myself with my purpose. And so I have become ready to move into the next phase of my healing journey. In recent weeks, though, I feel my healing journey has really shifted. It's shifted into the next dimension of understanding, the supernatural. Freud had the id, the ego, and the superego. Other people call it the sixth sense. Some people have signs, see miracles, or can manifest opportunities. We all possess this power. It's the power of faith. I grew up with faith being spoken about, preached about, and applied all the time in my life as a pastor's kid. But it's only recently that I've really been tapping into it. I have seen miracles, and my God, I have manifested things in my life. In fact, my whole life is a manifestation of the intentions I've been putting out there. The issue is, for a long time, I was totally not self-aware. And so my intentions were based on those limiting, negative, unconscious mental scripts. An example was, for a long time, I was wishing I would just die. And then I nearly died on six different occasions within six months. When I began healing and becoming self-aware, though, I began to have shifts. And manifestations started happening then, too. But this time, for the good... I remember when I was first starting to heal and I wanted to manifest my ideal client and my ideal job. I said my ideal job would be being a companion to an old lady in a nice area in London. True as Bob, a few weeks later, I got the call from my first client, Mary. She was the most beautiful, incredible woman who I really companioned for over a year and a half. And of course, we lived in the most beautiful place in London. There are so many other examples, but the bottom line is where your thoughts go, the energy flows. What I want to get to though is the signs. So when I started healing, I found Gabby Bernstein and I began to read her books. She really began to open my eyes to shifting my perspective from fear to faith. It's very similar to the shift from the ego to the soul. As always, every principle in life aligns perfectly because we are living in one synchronized flow of energy. That energy is what I call God, the universe, source. So as I was reading, she started to really open my eyes to the power of signs from the universe. This is the lesson and the steps that hit me. The steps to reconnect to the universe. Step one, be determined to see with love. Ask yourself these questions. What are you saying that is disconnecting you from love? What is your low vibe story? And how does it make you feel? Take a moment to realize what stories are blocking you from receiving from life. Step two, let your feelings navigate your path. Get clear about how you wanna feel. Let go of the logic of what you think you want and embrace what you actually want to feel. What does it feel like to be in a new place or to have that new job? How would you feel? Connect to that. Step three, ask for your sign. Release structure and control. Choose the first thing that comes to your mind. Commit to what you hear. Is it numbers, a song, an animal, a perfume? 
Step four, turn it over to the universe and be patient. I find saying a prayer always really helps. A prayer can go something along the lines of, thank you universe for offering me clarity. Show me my sign and show me that I am moving in the right direction. I just want to put that in there that your sign will be crystal clear if you're moving in the right directions. Impatience blocks your sign and that's based in fear and a lack of faith. So when you surrender your outside needs and obsessions and remember that nothing can take away your true power, then you begin to open yourself. Only you can block yourself from receiving. So my biggest tip is embrace the love and peace within you. Surrender, relax, receive. Release your attachment to the outcome and be open to the infinite possibilities of life. And then step five, welcome creative opportunities and possibilities. Again, fall into prayer with the universe. Something I love to say is, thank you universe for transforming limitation and doubt into creative possibilities. So today, AKA a few years ago now, but today (laughs) I did these five steps. And after praying for my sign, I waited with as much patience as I could. I know owls have always been a sign for me. And seeing the number 111 and the number 19 is definitely, and still is, a major sign for me. But I knew there have to be others that I've missed. And nowadays, I don't see owls so much. But I think it's because I always try to orchestrate my life to see them because I so badly want a sign But for so long, I've been out of alignment, which means no sign. Anyways, this fateful morning, I was busy making Mary, my client at the time, her scrambled eggs. And I am praying and meditating over in my mind is my sign. And then I looked up and it was sitting right in front of me, a sunflower. You see, Mary's daughter had sent her a bunch of flowers the day before for Mother's Day, and one of the flowers was a big sunflower. And it hit me like a ton of feathers. Sunflowers, of course. Why, may you ask? Because firstly, sunflowers are 100% not my favorite flowers. In fact, I've never really gone out looking for them, which is why they are the perfect sign Because as I look over my life, sunflowers have shown up for me in the strangest and most significant ways when it comes to relationships in my life. I believe sunflowers are my sign to tell me that I'm with the right person at the right time. And let me begin to explain. But before I get to that, that's an NB for signs. They are usually the things that we do not think are that important, that we don't particularly love, but that seem to show up anyways in significant ways. So let's delve into mine. (sighs) I was so excited when I figured out sunflowers because I really began to see them in major lessons in my life. So sunflower lesson number one, Since before I can remember, I always associated my best friend Jodine, who committed suicide, and she was really the kickstart for my spiritual journey and ego death. 
but I associated her with sunflowers. I just used to feel her as a flower, and she loved them so much. I remember once going on a three-hour shopping spree hunt with her to try find them. I think of her every time I see a sunflower, and I always have, even in the times when I wasn't her closest friend. The significance of this is that Jodine was my very best friend, and her suicide was the start to my total fall, and then ultimately my rebirth. As a person, she was the reason I met and connected with my very best friends today. She was the catalyst for my learning forgiveness, understanding death, and feeling connected to the spiritual world. After her passing, I had some crazy signs and encounters, like the song Hallelujah, but that's another story. But she was my bridesmaid, and that's what she always called me, and I saw her as a soulmate, and our love was deeply unique and held by sunflowers. Sunflower lesson number two. In comes my Bronny. I'm not too sure why, but Bronny has always called me her sunflower friend. She so often writes to me, I love you, my sunflower friend. I have always felt so special when she calls me that, and so in many ways, I see an artwork of sunflowers or something, and I feel her love. Bronny and I discussed the other day how we believe we are soulmates, and you know what? I truly believe we are. In studying Bruce Lipton's work, I'm now convinced we reincarnate. Our energies simply download into new bodies, and we spend our lives reconnecting, searching for, and loving souls we have once known before. Brony is one of my infinite soul loves. I know I have known her before, and her love in this life is what guided me into my spiritual awakening. When I really connected with Brony, she then led me to Ange, who was my spiritual healer, and she led me through my, my suicide attempt. Bronnie also led me into yoga and breathwork, Echad Tule, and so many other revelations. She walked with me through my toughest hours, and I felt her spirit with me so often. And of course, we were sunflower soulmates. Sunflower Vanessa number three, my time at Charity Farm with Alan Joella. I lived with them over the period of two years. Joella was a lot of things to me, but one thing for sure is that she provided me with a real home and safe place over the worst years of my life. I always said Charity Farm was my haven and my escape from Cape Town and all the deaths, the trauma, the drugs and the alcohol that I went through during 2018 and 2019. Although Joella herself shifted out of my life, the time that she was in it, she was there for a reason. I honestly believe between my lifestyle and my headspace, if I hadn't been living with Joella and I had been living in Cape Town, I would have died or killed myself. Anyways, this is the crazy part. A week or two after going and living with her and Al, he was alive at the time. I was walking down the road in Cambridge that led out into some fields, and I got this weird feeling to just turn right down this tiny little path. It was such a strong feeling. So I just took it. I suppose even though I was in such a space of spiritual darkness then, my spirit was still searching for the light. At the end of the path was a field filled with sunflowers. I remember it clearly. I'd never seen so many before. I took pictures and even sent them to Bronnie. 
That was in 2018, and it was a clear sign, right place at the right time. I have a few more amazing sunflower stories, but my last lesson I want to share here with Shelby. So lockdown during Corona basically broke me in half, but it also brought into my life one of my soulmates, and that was Miss Shelby Jade. Me and Shelby in normal circumstances should have never met. We had no mutual friends, no similar hobbies, and his personalities are totally different. But lockdown happened, and Shelby came to stay at her then girlfriend, Vilkis, who happened to move into our apartment on our property in January. I'd never met B or Shelby at this point, besides once I met Vilkis and I invited her to a party. Yet because of lockdown, none of us can exactly remember it, but we all mustered the courage and I popped around for tea at the apartment. Shelby did not say a word for the first few visits, but I felt like I knew her and I could feel for someone who was a major introvert, she really liked me. Soon enough, we began talking. We had a few wonderful psychedelic trips and in my trip, I really felt like I was in love with Shelbs, not in a sexual way, but it was just like I knew this woman was a soulmate of mine. And she is. Shelby saved my life. She was my rock, my comfort, my distraction, my supporter, and my dearest friend during lockdown. Throughout our relationship, we both blossomed. We healed in crazy ways together. But this is the wild part. Guess what she got tattooed on her arm just a few months before we met? A huge, beautiful sunflower. And then I come back to the morning, looking up and seeing a sunflower right next to my dearest Mary. I was suddenly realizing that a sunflower shows up when I'm with my soulmates. And for me, soulmates are souls who have, I have deeply loved in past lives. I believe when we come back to this earth in our new bodies, we spend our lives searching for our loved ones. And sometimes, if we trust the universe, we meet a stranger under the strangest of circumstances and they change our lives forever. I realize now, when these people have showed up in my life, so has something else. That something? A sunflower. That is called the language of energy and the universe. In addition to a sunflower being my sign, I also know that 111 and the number 19 are my signs. And so it was no surprise that I was living at number 19. I also lived off Swain's Lane when I was in London. And at the bottom of Swain's Lane was a restaurant called the Carob Tree. And Carob is my favorite snack. <sighs> there are so many other amazing signs. But yes... We are so, so guided. I love rereading over old journal pieces because it always brings me back to the truth that we are a part of something bigger. As we heal and awaken, we begin to take our awareness and channel it. And so as I conclude this podcast, I want to put out there for clarity the two key ways to channel our awareness once we become aware that we have it. There is action awareness and awakened awareness. 
Action awareness is where a lot of people are. We know we have a calling and so we're taking aligned action all the time. We are in the doing. This is perfect, but it needs a balance. Otherwise, it can get to a point of exhaustion, impatience, or what I call we begin to manic manifest. I have been there, people. But that's when it's time to shift into awakened awareness. Awakened awareness is being fully present, being in surrender, and knowing that God, our guides, our angels, source, life, are speaking to us here, now. Not tomorrow, not after we achieve any other thing, not in any other space or place than in this moment. Awakened awareness allows us a space to sit, to breathe, to witness. As we believe, we perceive. Awakened awareness gives us the opportunity to truly believe we are a part of something bigger and we are guided. That's when our signs begin to pop up. And as they do, it's time for action awareness to step out in faith. The journey to our healing, to our purpose, to our bliss is a dance. It's a dance of faith and surrender, of doing and being, of seeking and receiving. But for this week, my sweet loves, if you haven't already, my biggest opening to you is to ask for your signs, to sit in a state of marvel that there is an entire universe out there speaking in a language to us, guiding us always. Open yourself to that. Allow, receive, be guided. Your signs have always been there and now it is time for you to remember. As you allow yourself to awaken, then you can go and take aligned action knowing you are a part of something bigger and always held. And trust me when I say this, it gets so, so good. Miracles become your new normal. I promise. I love you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to rediscovering you. And I am so, so proud of you. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any. If you're feeling that oh my god am yes i am so ready to rediscover myself and fall back in love with life then babe let's do this thing called life together head over to my website mswain.com and book an appointment to begin your juicy beautiful journey of rediscovery today and then come over and join my ever-growing community on instagram by following me at at mswain underscore coaching I can't wait to connect. Until then, chat soon.